After meeting the new boarder in Miss Ruby Bailey's house, was she even thinking of the Rana she had been six months before? She disliked herself for it. She had cut herself off completely from her former life. She wasn't ready to resume it, not even temporarily, in order to put the conceited Trent Gamblin in his place. Becoming the internationally known Rana again would bring back all the self-doubt and pain that went with the single name. She had given up her celebrity status. For the time being, she didn't want it back. She was enjoying the anonymity of her current life too much. She liked being simply Miss Ramsey, an undistinguished resident of a typical Galveston boarding house. Ruby Bailey, however, was about as atypical a landlady as one could imagine. When Rana entered the dining room, Ruby was lighting the candle she had placed in the center of the table. In honor of the new arrival, she had gone to special pains with the centerpiece this evening. Damn, she explained, fanning out the match. I almost caught my nail polish on fire. She inspected the crimson enamel on her nails. Her age had never been firmly established, but Rana had calculated that it must be beyond 70, judging from the dated references Ruby occasionally let slip in her colorful dialogue. She was hardly what Rana had pictured when she had responded to the ad in the Houston newspaper advertising an apartment for lease in Galveston. With the directions Ruby had given her during a brief telephone interview, Rana had located the house without difficulty. Her excitement could barely be contained when she pulled up to the address. The Victorian house, built in Galveston's heyday, had withstood hurricanes as well as the ravages of time. It was situated on a tree-shaded street among other recently restored homes. For Rana, who had lived for the past decade in Manhattan's high-rises, it was like stepping into another century. She was delighted. She only hoped she and Ruby Bailey would hit it off. The landlady's hair was white, but it hadn't been pulled into the classic grandmother's bun as Rana had imagined. Ruby wore it short and curly, cut in a surprisingly fashionable style. She wasn't matronly plump either, another misconception on Rana's part, but whipcord lean. Her attire, far from conservative, consisted of a pair of jeans and a sweater the color of the vibrant red geraniums that bloomed in the concrete urns on the front porch. You could do with a good meal or two. That blunt statement was the first thing Ruby had said to Rana upon giving her an inspection with busy, no-nonsense brown eyes that could have snapped a longshoreman to attention. Come on in. We'll start with sugar cookies and herbal tea. Do you like herbal tea? I swear by it. It's good for everything from toothache to constipation. Of course, if you eat the balanced meals I plan on cooking for you, you won't ever be constipated. And that, it seemed, was that. Ruby considered the apartment on her second floor least. Rana would come to learn that Ruby's cup of herbal tea was sometimes liberally laced with Jack Daniels, especially in the evening after dinner. Rana forgave her friend that particular idiosyncrasy, the same way she forgave Ruby the frown she made no effort to disguise as she looked up now and spotted Rana. I was hoping you'd gussy up a bit tonight. Your hair's such a pretty auburn color. Did you ever think of pulling it back away from your face a tad? Rana, darling, your cheekbones aren't to die for. Show them off, love. I see all this glorious hair sweeping back, big, big volumes of it, like a mane surrounding your face and cascading down your back. Shake your head, darling. See, oh God, positively to die for. 
every tacky little beauty shop in the country will soon be advertising the Rana look. Rana smiled at the memory of the famous hairdresser's words the first time Maury sent her to him. No, Ruby, I like it like this. Ruby had insisted on being addressed by her first name because she said being referred to as Mrs. Bailey made her feel old. The table looks lovely tonight. Thank you, Ruby said impatiently as she spied a smear of paint on Rana's sleeve. You have time to change, dear, she ventured tactfully. Does it matter what I'm wearing? Ruby sighed with resignation. I suppose it doesn't. You'd only put on another of your hard, baggy combinations, none of which I'd be caught dead in, and I have about three decades on you. I'm sure, Miss Ramsey, that you could make yourself more attractive if only you try. First names didn't apply to her guests. I'm not interested in my appearance. Ruby assessed...